Hello everyone and a welcome back to more Knowing Wheel. Actually this time around with episode 80 of the show. Yeah, we, we keep messing up the numbers apparently in recent weeks. But today, Jamie and I return to discuss and review the goings-on from the Japanese Grand Prix. We're actually recording this a day early uh, today because I'm going away tomorrow morning and I don't think Jamie wanted to record at half past one uh, tomorrow morning. So we're, we're doing this pretty hot, hot off the back. Of the Japanese Grand Prix, and safe to say, I think it's left us with a little bit of confusion. But before we get into that, though, of course, as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, check the links down in the description below. We've got links to Bybit, we've got links to Spotify, uh, F1 merch, everything like that. Definitely recommend going and checking those out. But Jamie, how how are we both feeling apart from shattered? Yeah, pretty uh, pretty tiring weekend all round. But um, that's what you get with a, a five eight or five thirty a.m. start this morning. Yep. Um, Luckily, managed to get a bit of a, a nap in midway through the race, which is not something you really want to say about a Grand Prix, but it was obviously a red flag. So, yeah, it was, uh, was fun. But here we yeah, are. Yeah, I must admit, I was really happy because when the red flag got called out, I went to sleep pretty much immediately. And I woke up as the cars were rolling back out of the pit lane behind the safety car by pure yeah. fluke. It was a miracle. No, I actually... I was much more calculated and had a, a 15 minute timer on my phone that every 15 minutes it'd wake me really? up on the screen and, and it was still not going. Oh, I just go straight back to sleep. Oh, there's no <laughs> chance I was doing that this morning. No chance at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, Japanese Grand Prix though, of course. We we spoke Friday. We did a bit of a free practice review, of course, because free practice has already gone ahead. It's been a bit of a weird week uh, for the podcast. But then we got the huge news, didn't we? Saturday morning, for a, or technically, was it Friday night, Saturday morning, one or the other? Yeah. Either way, finally, the, the cat is out of the bag. Pierre Gasly is going to Alpine next year, and Nick DeFries, of all people, you know, that young Red Bull Junior driver, <laughs> is going to Alpha Tauri. Yes, and it was announced by Fabrizio Romano, which I found quite amusing. I thought that was really um, clever marketing, but yeah. It was very good marketing, but it was it was just funny seeing Fabrizio tweeting, here we go, about Formula 1. <laughs> yeah, uh, Gasly, yeah, it's been kind of a done deal for a while, it seems. Um, so that leaves us only only one one seat left on the well, grid, two. I believe, which is the Haas. And the second Williams. Oh, and the Williams, yeah. which is basically going to Sargent, you'd imagine. Now, because they've missed the boat on debris like we thought they might. Yep. Uh, if Sergeant doesn't get the, the points, the super license points, that would be oh, very interesting. Oh, Christmas. But... That mean Latifi's coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Felipe um, Massa style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's only really the second half seat between Schumacher and Ulkenberg. So Ulkenberg. Which is very exciting. Um, but yeah, De Vries, the 27-year-old Mercedes Junior going to Red Bull's junior team is uh, quite funny. Meanwhile, Alvin... Red Bull's other junior driver at 25 racing for Mercedes junior team. Yeah, it's all a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think for De Vries, it's a pretty sensible <clears throat> move. I, th I think the thing is, isn't it? it? It seems like Williams didn't really want to pull the trigger unless Mercedes were going to give them a lot for him. And Mercedes were... I always sort of got the impression that Mercedes were kind of there going, he's 27. The worst thing can happen is he ends yeah. up kicking around in the Formula E team for a few more years that we're just less and less invested in. Red Bull are giving him an opportunity. I'm sure they've sugarcoated it with he might end up next to Max at Red Bull if Checo goes, but Dutch super Dutch team. super team apparently. Um, but will that happen? I don't really know to be honest. Well, he definitely wasn't going to end up at a Mercedes. No, 
no like exactly time seat, where he might end up at a red bull seat yeah so it's worth a gamble yeah exactly exactly for him and i mean for pierre gasly as well i guess it's probably quite good you know he's finally out of the red bull system i mean we've said this for what about three years at this point he should have probably yeah. been trying to get out of it but i mean and to be fair i think he's had to be patient because there wasn't really much opportunity he to had to wait till his stock ship. was high enough yeah yeah i think he's and i think it's a good move for him as long as he and Ocon can get along which i'm i'm sure that uh, the thing i can see this day. going really weirdly <laughs> and i don't know why but i can see just like in some bizarre scenario that gasly just gels really quickly with the team and Ocon ends up like some outcast on the side and like ends up cutting his deal short and then goes off somewhere else but maybe you never know who know could end up back at aston martin when alonso goes yeah, just follow us on not so round. <laughs> Pretty Why much, not? yeah. But, I mean, the other one, I guess we probably have to... I mean, it's all but confirmed now, isn't it? Daniel Ricciardo's gone for 2023. And yeah. that's really not come as much of a surprise. And that probably, to be honest, means he's gone for good. Uh, Yeah, I think he'll... Yeah, I don't see any team wanting to pay him the money that he wants to come back as having a year out. I, I really don't see it. Um, Potentially... Like, he might do some one-off marketing stuff, but it won't be a full-time race, I don't think. I mean, he could even go back but, to I mean, Red Bull for PR. Yeah, for all we he know. could kick around the paddock for a bit. Do a bit what Coulthard did for Red Bull, I guess. Yeah, but this <laughs> is what I mean, yeah. Drivers. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, who it's knows? a strange one for but it's a bit, I The only thing I'm slightly upset about is that back in 2017, he asked for a race in Vegas, and he's not actually going to get to race No. There. No, it's kind of crazy. I mean, Lewis has got his Miami Grand Prix, but Ricardo won't get yeah. his Vegas race, which is a bit a bit upsetting. Um, but, you know, I guess it, it is what it is. You know, I think it's always that thing, isn't it, in Formula 1, where drivers talk about taking a year out and then coming back. Really, unless your name's Kevin Magnussen, unless you're a multiple world champion, that's not going to happen. I mean, when you look... Nico Hülkenberg, he's coming No, back. he's not, though, is he? Hülkenberg <laughs> ran away. As quickly as he could. But, I mean, when you look back over the last 10 years, we've already had K-Mags come back twice, somehow. Um, Ocon. Ocon came back, but that was but he always... Had, he didn't choose to have a Yeah, exactly. That was like, always kind yeah. of having to wait, because Alpine have never been able to deal with having three drivers. Um, obviously, you've got Fernando Alonso, Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi Kobayashi. Yeah, kind of. Although that was a <laughs> Caterham, uh, which is a bit of a weird one. And then, obviously, Danny Kvyat with his on-off relationship with... Kelly PK, sorry, I mean uh, Toro Rosso. Red Bull Racing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for Ricardo, it's. I think sadly, it's probably going to go the same way as Hulkenberg if he's not going to end up back in. Because I do genuinely think we're probably going to see Mick keep that seat next year. I disagree, but there we go. I don't. I disagree about Hulk. I think Ricardo probably has gone for good. A bit of a Mark Webber. Ricardo was a much better driver than Hulk. Over the course of his career, yeah, but. Do you honestly yeah, think value right for money now? now. Yeah, but Hulk wouldn't go to Haas because they weren't willing to pay him enough. Ricardo might do the same thing in 12. It'll be just Ricardo and Hulk outside Haas going, I'll do it for free. No, I'll give you money. Yeah, yeah. Just like undoing each other, going lower and lower until one of them gets a seat. <laughs> and then K-Max just going to bully him. Maybe. maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Let's let's get into qualifying though, Jamie. Um, I mean, it was a dry Saturday running, which was pretty good, and the only real time over the entire weekend uh, we could say it was dry. Uh, Q one, Q two weren't particularly exciting. I guess the only sort of real interesting thing we had was Alpha Tauri. Both their drivers were not happy with the brakes, were they? No, which is a bit weird. Like, I think something that Ted said. I think I remember rightly. It's very 
<laughs> lack of sleep, so maybe not. But um, he said like they always change the brakes between practice and qualifying because that's just what they do to save durability. Well, you them. use an old set, wouldn't you, for free practice? Yeah. yeah. So the new brakes that they put on, they just weren't happy with either driver. So yeah, I think it was at Q1 when Sonoda completely destroyed a set of tyres into the triangle. Yeah. Um, because the brake balance was just all, all wrong. So unfortunate for both drivers. But Sonoda ended up going... 11th if i remember rightly uh i think it was 13th at the end of q2 13th, yeah which is fairly fairly good for the, the uh, toro so sorry alpha tauri um much better than gasly yeah. yeah gasly was more annoyed and also they sent him out the wrong time at q1 so he didn't get a lap in yeah yeah, yeah so he joined kevin magnuson lance stroll and both williams there sebastian vettel made it out of q1 we were very, very impressed to see that one again. And to be fair to Seb, I mean, we'll discuss this more and more as it goes on. He had a weird and wild yeah, weekend. Q3, but he? Yeah, he did make it into Q3 there again. Q2, uh, Yuki was pretty upset once more about the brakes, um, but he was joined by Mick Schumacher, Joe Guanyu, Bottas and Ricardo. So no real major surprises there, was there? Uh, Bottas now has locked up the qualifying battle against Zhou Guanyu. So nice, nice to know that one's settled at last. <laughs> yeah, well, we count it from Baku. Do we? Okay. Just so if we, start counting from ever joking. I win. would be quite interested, actually, now you've mentioned that, to see what the championship would look like if we counted from Baku. Because I think Ferrari nice. would be behind Mercedes. Oh, they definitely would. Perez would be clear in second, yeah. obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, I mean, we got into Q3, and this is sort of where we saw the only real controversy, wasn't it? Um, Max Verstappen. That, I mean, we, we call it a block, but it was a bit strange, wasn't it, really? Yeah, Lando wasn't on a lap, and kind of the done thing at Tezuka this weekend seemed to be everyone going super slowly around the final, like, the 130R and final sector. Yeah, because you just want to set yourself up out of the Casio Triangle. Max was doing that. He was going very slowly in the middle of the track out of 130R, and then Lando on an outlap just didn't fancy that, so was going for it, like, really high speed, and came across Verstappen in the middle of the track. So... It was dangerous. Definitely, Max like lit up the rear, trying to get out the way as well, and almost half spun. Lando has to take to the grass, but um, I'm not surprised at the outcome. It wasn't a penalty or anything. I think reprimand is probably that's the norm in those kind of situations. If Norris was on a lap, that's obviously a grid drop yes, for Verstappen. Yeah. Um, but the fact it was both out laps is just a bit of a yeah, an unfortunate coming together uh, rather than yeah, a, block. a very very strange one, wasn't it? And then I mean they did it again the second time round <laughs> for whatever reason. Mm, yeah. Um, but I mean Max went fastest at the end of his first run. I got very very close at the end of qualifying. The one one hundredth between him and Charles Leclerc there, and yeah, I think Leclerc probably a bit gutted, of course, because we all knew uh, the championship permutations going into it. Um, but it and science was right there. Science as well. was half yeah. a tenth away as well. There. I mean Suzuka has often delivered close pole battles, hasn't it? So it was 2011 yeah. that sticks in my mind where JB, if he'd gone up towards the inside pit wall on the run to yeah, the line, he would have jumped Seb there because that was nine thousandths of a second And that would have been the them. first non-Red Bull pole of the year. Yes, well. yeah, it would have been, wouldn't it? Because then Hamilton got it at Korea? Korea, indeed. God, we are such nerds. Um, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, other shout-outs though, of course, yeah, like we said, Max Verstappen, Paul Leclerc, Sainz, Perez, uh, your top four there. Esteban Ocon, Alpine this weekend were looking rapid. They had a really, really good yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, ahead of the, like, one Alpine ahead of each Mercedes. Yeah. So, yeah, really good, really good showing. And I think they knew this because Singapore was not good in terms of constructors compared to McLaren, whereas this weekend, 
went a lot better for them. I mean, Alpine, I think, so. have comfortably got the fourth fastest car now. Yeah, they have. At least yeah. they've got the fourth fastest and team in its entirety as Norris well. Norris is just kind of annoying them yeah. all the time by being really good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A bit disappointed with George's qualifying form in the end. I mean, I think it's gone a bit mm. under the radar, hasn't it? But he's yet to out-qualify Lewis since the summer break. Yeah, he obviously got that pole in Hungary. It hasn't really kicked on. Yeah, very, very um, weird. Uh, yeah. But I mean, yeah, special shout out to Seb as well. Every Japanese Grand Prix he's ever done, he made it into Q3, and bravo to him. Uh, because oh, no, he... Yeah, that goes back to Fuji in the Toro. Yeah, yeah which is kind of crazy, isn't it? But I think Seb, yeah, absolutely deserved that. Drove the wheels off the Aston Martin uh, on Saturday there. And yeah, Lando Norris, after interesting qualifying antics uh, with Max Verstappen, they couldn't really ever get a proper lap in, uh, so ended up down in P10. Then we get to Sunday, don't we, Jamie? Indeed. Sorry, I was just taking a sip of coffee. Um, yeah, Sunday morning, 5.30am, my alarm goes off. <laughs> uh, then, yeah, we wake up and it's a it's a wet race. I, uh, yeah, It was very wet at the start, to be fair. I was surprised they actually went for it, because usually in those circumstances we get a 10-minute delay followed by a 30-minute delay followed by a rolling start. Yeah. Um, but we actually, yeah, we actually started the race under normal conditions. Um, yeah, race start, Leclerc actually got a little better launch, but all of them starting in second gear like we often see in the wet. Um, Leclerc did get ahead of Verstappen, had the inside line as well for turn one, but obviously in the wet, the outside, you kind of have a lot more momentum just swinging around the outside. It's so camber um, turn one at Suzuka. Yeah. I did briefly think it was going to be a 2019 repeat of Leclerc just like team yeah. out of the race. It was either going to be 1990 or... <laughs> 2019, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, Verstappen held the lead. Um, well done around the outside, actually. And uh, Vettel, after an amazing qualifying, basically immediately threw it away um, by driving into the side of Alonso and then blaming Alonso for it. So that was, yeah, uh, that was curious. Which bless him. I mean, again, I mean, we spoke about this before we started recording. Like completely, Sebastian Vettel's fault. Don't get us wrong. But even a lot, if it, even if Alonso hadn't have been there, he'd still turned in too early for the corner. We don't really know where Seb was yeah. trying to go. <laughs> and to be fair, you could not see Alonso no, at all, so it's, no. it's quite unfortunate. But to be honest, Alonso probably like, saved him from in, probably quite a worse crash. Yeah, because if he'd have hit anyone more inside, that would have been a much more acute angle to hit someone. Yeah. So yeah, he spun, was then last, uh, and then later into the lap, um, Carlos Sainz, who was running in third yep. fourth third, third still no, third um yeah aqua on the exit of the hairpin straight into the barrier on the left hand side almost well the front of his car was just poking into the track which is pretty dangerous but um luckily no one hit him hamilton was extremely hamilton was Alonso. inches away wasn't he it was yeah very frightening i don't think it would have been like you're not talking about injuries but it would have just been a really high speed crash yeah a quite a shock crash i think wouldn't it yeah, if it was going yeah. to be anything, but I mean, yeah, Science unlucky, but it, I mean, this isn't the first time Science has had issues this year on lap. I mean, what's this the third no. time now he's retired lap one of a Grand Prix well, before lap before two. lap what, before before lap, the end yeah. of lap two because yeah. Australia was technically on lap. I thought two, Australia was lap three to be honest, but you're probably right. Um, yeah, no. so I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because of course those those conditions were horrendous at the start of the race. Like we said, I think we were yeah. both quite surprised they did get on with it. I mean, they weren't undrivable, clearly, because no one else made that mistake. Um, but, yeah, yeah Sainz just sort of the unlucky one in all of that. And I think it, it kind of sums up his season, doesn't it, really? 
of mm. if someone's going to yeah. just overstep the mark slightly and pay the consequences, it seems to be Sykes more often than not. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a shame because he was very much on the pace with the, well, in, in qualifying certainly, he probably wouldn't have stuck with Leclerc and Verstappen in the race. No, no. Um, but certainly he could have got a podium there, I think. Yeah, yeah. So a bit gutted for him. And I mean, yeah, I mean, a very, very weird as well. Because I mean, it's not a common place to crash around that section of the circuit, is it? But In the wet, it's a, in the wet, it's like, a lot more common, the, yeah. Yeah, in the dry, it's not even a corner. No. It's just the exit of the hairpin, really. But yeah, the wet with the rivers across the track, it's yeah attraction zone i always struggled there on f1 but yeah. they're horrendous in the wet so exactly you're, you're not a formula one driver um no, but no. yeah pierre gazzi though very very frustrating completely fair enough because of course none of the ad boards are like stapled to the wall there so obviously one just flew out into the track and completely destroyed his new front wing yeah yeah and then i think what he was more annoyed about in the garage when the red flag did come out um was the fact that the lap after they had a tractor on the track yes. recovering science, which is absolutely insanity. Like, ridiculous. Yes. That can still happen. Yeah, I thought, especially at Suzuka, I feel, I feel like we'd learned our lesson yeah. from this one. Um, but yeah. but apparently not. Um, yeah, I don't know whether... Because it's really difficult, isn't it? Because, on, I mean, this is the problem, of course. Safety cars in the rain. Obviously, Gasly is completely within his right to be trying to catch up to the field. Because, of course, at that point, he didn't know it was going to be red flagged. Like, he's got to catch back up to the safety mm-hmm. car because you don't know when it's going to come back in. So, obviously, Gasly's got to go for it, but... Like, up to the Delta, which he was within his right to yeah. do. Yeah, and especially, <clears throat> it's obviously, once the leaders have caught back up to the safety car, obviously, the Delta gets removed, doesn't it? Mm. So, obviously, the leaders had caught up to the safety car, so, obviously, Gasly then is just basically racing again, isn't he? Um, yeah, going full pelt. Um, but, but even so, like, yeah, they've got... A safety is it Michael Massey the safety delegate? No, or was he's he's doing no, Bathurst he, one thousand this weekend? Oh, nice. Well, good luck to him. Um, but yeah, they literally have a safety FIA person in charge of making sure this stuff like this doesn't happen. Yeah, and either they don't have communication with all of the tractors, or they do and they sent it out anyway. Which either one of those things is quite concerning. Yes. Um, yeah, and we're very fortunate that nothing nothing bad happened no exactly exactly i mean it's it's really not that difficult formula one if there's still cars going around don't put tractors with formula one cars they don't mix like it, it's it no, cannot no. be that difficult to try and comprehend formula one car tractor not at the same places please especially in the wet and especially when they're not all in the safety car yes train. Exactly. In the dry and when in a train, I can sometimes like at, at Monza, for instance, they had the big vehicle on the track. Yeah. But everyone was going at safe speed. Everyone's bunched up and in yeah. the sunshine. I mean, Gasly could barely yeah. see it until yeah. he was like twenty five, yeah. thirty yards away. And I mean, it does just take one. I mean, it could be any, it could be a tire puncture, anything like an that. It could be an aquaplane. You know, things like that. They're uncommon, like we, but they still happen. We know that they can happen and I mean, in those conditions at Suzuka. Like it really said it all, didn't it? I don't know if you saw this, but Yul Bianchi's father posted on Instagram. Yeah. He posted... Have we learned nothing? Basically. Just going, he felt there was such a lack of respect, obviously, to what had happened to Jules. That, mm. well, I mean, I can't imagine, obviously, what they were sort of feeling in that moment. Especially as, obviously, yeah. Pierre wasn't, obviously, Leclerc close to him, but I'm sure, you know... Especially with obviously what happened with Antoine as well, you know, Leclerc knows. Uh, sorry, Gasly knows, you know, what it's like with these sorts of things. 
Yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, I feel like once we get further on into the weekend, a lot of work needs to be done. But I think, I mean, this weekend will be remembered for that weird finish. But that should be what is not forgotten from this weekend on a far more serious note. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely. I mean... Yeah, so we got red flagged, and then it stopped for, what, about two, about an hour and a half, two hours, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I watched the whole of Match of the Day from last night, which I missed because I was at a wedding. Um, and then I went to sleep for about 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour. So that was a, that was my time well spent. I was just asleep for all of it, giving myself Breaking. slight scoliosis, because I slept yeah, on lovely. my front and twisted my back horrendously on my sofa. <laughs> I woke up in so Matt. much pain. <laughs> Matt needs to go and see a car. I do, yeah. I need after this. Recording. You'll, you'll notice as I'm recording, I'm like tilted horrendously or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's finally when the race resumed, though, it was basically intermediate conditions, wasn't it? Because it absolutely bucketed it down for quite a while, um, and then finally, sort of the sun, the sun started to shine uh, once again. Yeah, the spray was still pretty bad at the start, but it always is gonna um, be. This is the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. With modern Formula One cars, I was. I don't know about you, but I was quite surprised that. Like, because you know the narrative they were giving with team radios seemed like the drivers started being a bit more negative towards the the race restarting. Yeah. And then at that point, they chose to restart it, yeah. which was quite amusing. Yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, well, there's going to be horrendous aquaplaning here and everything. But the uh, yeah, the visibility was pretty poor, but the track conditions were fine. Yeah, and the Suzuka's, um, like they said, you know, it was a very <laughs> good track actually for drainage. You know, they they're used to having a lot of wet races at Suzuka, yeah. not only yeah. obviously in Formula One, but Super GT. And everything like that. Um, but, I mean, we then pretty much immediately, didn't we? Once safety car was called called in, pardon me. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, Nicholas Satifi, made the call immediately onto the intermediates. And it paid off for both of them quite handsomely. Yeah, I think at the very like start, the wets were probably faster. For about half a lap, fact, I was monitoring the gap between yeah. Seb and the uh, leader. The fact that, um, obviously, Vettel and Latifi were, what, 15th and 18th or something? Like there was no way they were going to be able to go fast in the visibility they yeah. had in the train. Yeah. So it was well worth the gamble to just get out of the spray and pit. And it did handsomely pay off. They were briefly up to, like, what, 6th and 8th when everyone had pit? Yes, yeah, because obviously so, we, yeah, we was... started to see more and more cars box when they realised Seb was going four seconds a lap faster. <laughs> uh, apart yeah. from Zhou Guanyu and Mick Schumacher, who just decided to stay yeah. out and cause yeah. a train. Yeah, they were kind of hoping the rain intensified or someone crashed. Uh, because, you know, if there's a big crash in the safety car, that's another 10 minutes eaten up of a, what, 35-minute race? 40-minute race, like wasn't the, it? Yeah. The timer was, yeah, not that long. <laughs> um, didn't work for them, unfortunately. Uh, they eventually had to bail. Joe did before Schumacher, but, yeah, both of them were basically out of it and last. So, yeah, unfortunate for, for Joe, but he did get the DHL in the end for the fastest lap award. And so we take that. Mick Schumacher led a Formula 1 Grand Prix. Very briefly. He, he got over the start-finish line, and that's all that matters. So he has led he one he? lap of Formula Alonso? 1. Yep. He has led one fair lap enough. in a Formula 1 Grand Prix, apparently, after this. So, yeah. fair play, Mick Schumacher. That'll be your legacy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, we, we start to see everyone on Inters, and we, we kind of discovered this Friday, hadn't we, that the intermediate tyres at Suzuka really wore out rather quickly. Yeah. Yeah, within a like five made, ten laps like, definitely within 10 laps yeah they were they were really struggling um apart from verstappen who was just driving into the distance as he so often does <laughs> um but yeah leclerc was 
for a bit, staying with Verstappen, but then its tyres just fell off completely. Um, and yeah, it kind of just it started to settle down until some of the drivers at the back started pitting, which gave obviously the like chain reaction of people pitting further and further up the yeah. grid, trying just to gamble it because they have nothing to lose. Um, I think the first key person to that was Alonso. Um, and yeah, it was incredible, really, how how much quicker the fresh Inters were compared to the old Inters. It was, what, five seconds a lap? Yeah, yeah. Which was pretty ridiculous, but obviously overtaking was incredibly difficult as Lewis Hamilton was finally out behind Ocon uh, for P4. Yes. Had plenty of chances, but never actually... Not enough straight-line speed in that Mercedes. This no, was the problem no. all weekend. I mean, we saw George Russell as well make a couple of banging overtakes through the middle, uh, through the yeah, first sector, yeah. sorry, through the S's, but... I mean, it was really that combination, wasn't it? Alpine have got one of the fastest cars down the straights. Mercedes have got one of the slowest. And Hamilton could pull alongside him and then Ocon would just start pulling away again. Uh, which is something we've, yeah. we've never really said about Mercedes much in the last, what, really, ever since they came back into Formula 1. Ten years, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of a bit strange from them. But yeah, I mean, I think Mercedes now as well, obviously, especially his Ferrari haven't quite got their act together but it feels like Mercedes are struggling a bit more uh, late on in the year I think you know they are just all all focus now is on next season isn't it really yeah they'll still do their best obviously to try and get that P2 in the constructors but it's more a case really it's always been yeah. a case of it's whether Ferrari how much Ferrari mess up we only have I think Mercedes we... outscored today did they not um, uh, just 15 against 14 plus, so Russell no got. Was that like yeah. Wow, I thought it was better. Yeah, he got jumped by Alonso, didn't he, late on in the day? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, only only fourteen points for Mercedes this weekend, fifteen for Ferrari. Means I think the gap's up to like sixty six now, isn't it? Uh, so it really is just a question of going to be challenging. Yeah, yeah, whether Ferrari will mess up enough, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said though, obviously Alonso making that late stop uh, meant that you know we did have a couple of cars there. Like I said, Joe Guanyu picked up the DHL uh, for the first and probably last time in his Formula One career. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, we had Alonso then that was just taking time hand over fist out of the cars in front, and that left him with a brilliant little drag race between him and Sebastian Vettel towards the start-finish line there. 11 thousandths of a second between them as they crossed yeah. the line. I really I really want to see the pictures of that. Have you that not seen the footage? It's brilliant. I've seen the footage, but I wanted to get like a, a snapshot. A yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was an interesting into the Grand Prix. For those guys, towards the front of the field, yeah. though... It's chaotic. <laughs> what was going I mean, on what there? What do we say here? We didn't get to watch Max Verstappen win his second world championship because none of us knew he was winning it. No, no. Uh, yeah, it was so confusing. I'm, like, I'll try and level, like, explain to the viewers who maybe don't know, didn't watch the race live or don't know what the rules are. There was a a new rule brought in place basically because of Belgium 21 that is specifically worded if a race is suspended and cannot be restarted points will be awarded based on the following which is the whole the contrived over if two, you do over six laps but less than 25 yeah, percent you get something. pi r squared divided by three times your championship yeah. total minus your driver number yeah. or something yeah so basically we all thought that those rules meant if a race doesn't do the full distance... Well, we spent all day being told that by Sky F1. Yes, that's who, true. Who, may I that's remind true. you, have just signed another huge long-term deal with Formula <laughs> One. Yes, yeah. So, apparently, because of the wording, those rules only apply when a race is suspended and can't be restarted, such as Spa last year. When a race starts and then finishes... But Spa did restart last year. 
Under safety it car did, still, but, it, but... It suspended. It didn't go to a checkered flag. Or it, well, it yeah. did. <laughs> it did. That, I don't this makes know. less I mean, and less sense the more we think about yeah, it. Yeah, now I think about it. Oh. Yeah, because because they were able to run to the zero on the clock um, and finish finish the race, in inverted commas, um, full points were awarded, which we didn't know about until in the cooldown room, I think. <laughs> or Johnny Herbert knew about it in the interviews. Um but the thing that threw even more jeopardy into it was Leclerc and Perez were having a banged last lap battle with Leclerc on ruined tyres. Um, yeah, into the Casio Triangle last lap. Uh, Perez right behind Leclerc. Leclerc locks up Turkey 2020 style, goes straight on, uh, rejoins the track. Perez trying to go around the outside and Leclerc just ushers him basically into the grass. If Perez doesn't back out, then Ocon gets a podium, which I don't think we all wouldn't want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, it was kind of mad, but that ended up with Leclerc getting a very swift penalty, which I think we all saw coming. Yeah, um, I mean, I found it quite funny, the fact that it took them three hours last week not to give Sergio one, and yet Leclerc yeah. had the banhammer swung on him before he'd even got out of the car. Like, he didn't even have a chance yeah. to try and fight his case or anything against the FIA. But, I mean... Yeah, so that dropped Leclerc P3, Perez P2, which, with the full points, with no fastest lap in play, because Joe is an absolute baller... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Verstappen P1, Leclerc P2 would have gone to the next race in terms of the championship. Yeah, yeah. But with Leclerc P3, it was over with full points. It wasn't over if they gave to 75% points, which I think was 19 for a win. Yes, yeah, Leclerc and would have still been in it by second. one. Yeah, or 12 for third, sorry. So it was an absolute mess. No, we all thought that the race or the championship wasn't done. Even Max Verstappen Johnny, didn't think the championship was done. And literally the middle of Perez's interview with Herbert on the in the cool down area, Johnny Herbert just gets in his ear, Oh, you've won a title and then Max comes back and is like, Oh, okay and then goes and celebrates with his team. And then goes upstairs was... and goes, I don't think I'm champion still Yeah. Yeah. Oh I mean yeah. how? Formula One Such is a, the yeah. cutting edge of technology and innovation. It's so dependent on like a millimetre can make a difference. And yet the FIA can't count to eight. <laughs> I don't get yeah, they it. Can't, they can't write a clear rule book. It's like, what I mean, when it? you look at the results screen, it literally says 28 laps for Max Verstappen of a 53 lap Grand Prix. And he's got 25 points for it. Yeah. So basically what we're trying to ascertain, what we think, and I know you tweeted this, like you could do 50 laps at Monaco yep. and then... It absolutely downpours, and you've got a red flag it, and you can't. There could be a tsunami at the Monaco Grand Prix. Yep. In that situation, you would get seventy-five percent points of nineteen for the race win. You could do one lap. Two. You could start. Say, say it was this race at uh, at Japan. You could start the race like we did. Have that red flag for two and a half hours. Do three more laps or six, four more laps, I believe. And then four points would be awarded. Well, I don't even think you'd have to do four more laps. So you, you'd only have to do two no. because the race is resumed so all hell breaks loose, apparently. Yeah. I mean... So once a race resumes and goes to zero, that means we just forget about points and you can... Everyone points gets points that they feel like. <laughs> you, you can just go to the FIA, give them a couple of cans of beer and just say, I want 16 points. And they go, yeah, fine. Yeah, go I on I mean, then. <laughs> it's just utterly bizarre, isn't it? It makes yeah, no sense yeah. whatsoever. But the upshot is Verstappen won the championship. Uh, making it three out of three for FIA series being one in the pit lane. Yep, this <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought Which about is kind that. Of mad. 
Oh, dearie me. I mean, F2 wasn't that controversial, but still, no. every season no. of FYA top-tier motorsport in Formula... As, well, yeah, in... Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3, Formula 3 all, been all of them. One in the pit lane. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. And it also meant that we got no... Like, we didn't even see Verstappen cross the no. line on the live feed. No. We didn't get Crofty commentating anything over Verstappen winning a championship. So I don't know what Sky are going to do next year. Yeah. On their it's... production and their advertising. I mean, Crofty but... will just do it next weekend, won't he? Yeah, yeah. Or just get him back in the booth and fake it. <laughs> yeah. It's just utter carnage. Was... I mean, it's it, this is Formula 1 heritage, to quote Jose Mourinho. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, like, new Formula 1 fans, I mean, we dealt with the absolute shower of poo last year that was Abu Dhabi. <laughs> like, this is more normal F1 BS, isn't it? Like, this is this, this is, is the kind like... of bizarre stuff that Jamie and I have seen for, like, 15 years of Hamilton yeah. getting a 25-second penalty at Spa for hopping one chicane <laughs> and things like that. That was fair. They just make no sense whatsoever. It's like... Technically, they've applied the rules properly. It's just but the rules are stupid. But in such an eggy stupid. way. <laughs> so <laughs> egg. But I mean, the thing is as well, like, let's be fair, we all knew Verstappen was winning this championship. Like, and I, yeah, like, obviously, yeah. again, he's, he's won another championship in, in controversial fashion. But of course, this time around, I, even I feel sorry for him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's had his celebration. Or like, imagine... If you could picture like the ideal way of winning a championship, you'd probably picture twenty twenty one to be fair. But if you could picture the worst yeah. way, I go away. I imagine it would it would be Johnny Herbert telling you in an interview with your teammate that you're the champion. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Herbert telling your <laughs> teammate could... that you're champion, and then awkwardly yeah, bringing really you back be much in. Worse. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's surely this will get fixed again. It just needs to be clear. I think now that we've had it once, everyone kind of knows what yeah, they're doing. Yeah, but surely it's not how it should work, though. Like, it shouldn't be based on whether you get yeah. a race restart. Yeah. It should just be how much of a race is done. Yeah, it shouldn't matter if you go to zero on a timer or not. It's yeah. Because how can four laps in convoluted. one Grand Prix be different to four laps in another? This is the point, well, isn't it? four laps in one Grand Prix is worth more points than 50 laps well, this, in another yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly. It just <laughs> makes zero sense still. I mean, just... Yeah. Utterly, I mean, it's prime Formula One disaster class, isn't it? Once more, yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, GG's to Max. So, I mean, let's be fair, it did take away from the fact he dominated that race. I, I mean, he it did. was 25 seconds, 28 laps, 30 lap race, 28, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, that was after a restart as well, so 27 seconds yeah. over Paris. So, he was a second a lap faster than everyone else, right? The entirety of that Grand yeah. Prix. Um, Insane. Honda as well, of course. Second world championship. Yep. Second world championship. Somehow weirder than the first, nearly. Not <laughs> quite. Um, yeah. Also means, though, Jamie, I think we can now completely come to the conclusion that Williams are the best team this year. Uh, how have you come? Well, to that they've then? they're the only team with three drivers to score points. True. No True. one else Nicholas can claim Latifi. that. If only Hulkenberg that pulled his finger. It's an unbelievable. Segway. Oh no! <laughs> I you've lined I've that right up. I've accidentally lined that up. Have I? Okay. So with Nicholas Latifi scoring points today, yeah. that means, or yeah, or two days ago when you were watching yeah. this, um, that means every full-time driver has scored a point yeah. this season. That has only happened in one other season before. Oh, Christmas pudding! In Formula One. Uh, uh, I'll give you the year that that happened, just to be okay. kind. It was 2018. That every every full time driver scored a point. Was it? Yeah, because yeah. Manor had gone. 
Yeah. So you, what you need to do? Yeah. Any, oh, I need to get a timer up. Any driver that raced in one of those seasons, exactly one of them. Hey. So someone, every driver to score a point in either 2018 or 2022, but not both. But not both. Oh, yes. Christmas pudding. And there are. 14 answers. Really? Yes. Oh. Uh, right. My timer is set on 15 minutes for when I was trying to get intervals. I'll, I'm going to need 15 minutes. <laughs> right. You can have a minute and eight seconds. Thanks. Uh, start. There you go. Kimi Raikkonen. Antonio yes. Giovinazzi. No. no. Um, Danny Kvyat. Brendan Hartley. Hartley, yes. Kvyat, no. No. Um... Oh, who was the other guy that raced alongside Hartley for a while? <clears throat> uh, no, Gasly scored this year as well. Oh, this is horrendous, Jamie. What sort of quiz is this? <laughs> so you've got five more from 2018. Five more from 2018. Oh, I can just do 2022, can't I? Yeah. Uh, Nick DeFries, Nicholas Atifi, Alex Albon, Joe Guan Yu, Yuki Tsunoda, Mick Schumacher. Um, yes, two more. Two more. Um, <laughs> Who were Esteban Ocon. No, he was. Um, Charles Leclerc. Nope, he was there. Yeah, he was winning in 2018. Uh, oh, um, Alonso. No, he was there. He was still there, wasn't he? Who else wasn't there in 2018? 14 seconds. Who else wasn't there? George Russell. Yes. Um, who else wasn't there in 2018 that's there now? Pierre Gasly? No, he, he was, was there. there. Um, Stroll? No, he scored. Did he? And you're out. That was uh, awful. Yeah. That was... I mean... You got there's six left. So how many did I say there were? Did I say there were fifteen, fourteen. I, I can't yeah. lost track. But of you got you got over half of them. Yay! All you just read out this year's drivers. Yep, you're damn right. <laughs> and still miss Lando Norris. I said Lando, didn't I? <laughs> no, oh, you didn't. Say pudding. Lando. <laughs> you might get VAR on that. But I don't I'm think I sure did. To be Lando. fair, uh, the other drivers in 2018 he didn't say were Nico Hulkenberg. I said Hulkenberg. No, I didn't. I said Nick De Vries. Damn it. Nick DeVries wasn't an answer because he's not a full-time driver. No, I know um, that after I said it. Rimmer Grosjean, Stoffel Van Dorn, and Marcus Ericsson. Ah. So you missed six. Ah. There we I go. mean, that is the eggiest quiz I think you've ever done. It was a very botched category when I... Uh, yeah. I couldn't ask you to name two-time champions, could I? That would be way too easy. Uh, Alonso, Schumacher, Hamilton, <laughs> Vettel, Fangio, Prost, Senna, Stewart, um, PK, Brabham... Brabham. Hill. Clark. Clark. Not, Not Hill. Hill. Wait, Hill? Hill. Which Graham. Hill? Graham. Did he win two or did, did he, he just... Two? I thought he won two. I think he won I one. Th- I think he won two. I know the Hills are the family and uh, extra Phil Hill. 62 and 68. Thank you very much. Oh, fair play. There we go. He came runner up three more times. It's not, but I did well quiz. You, uh, I yeah. rattled those off. You did less well on the I real quiz. I did do less well on the real quiz. Um, shall we get then, Jamie? Now, we're, we're going to brace ourselves quickly because normally, of course, when we do these quizzes, we do it on a Monday evening. Um, and F1 Fantasy has fixed itself by then. We're doing this on a Sunday morning, not long after the Grand Prix. For those of you that don't know, F1 Fantasy kind of poos itself for about <laughs> a day after a Grand Prix for yes. some reason. So I'm going to hit refresh and see how much my team's points have changed. Mine haven't, Mine haven't changed, changed. So, think... so we're gonna we're gonna believe and say this is accurate. 
but you can't look at we can't unfortunately can't do we a can't rundown. do a rundown this week. Oh, we apologise. So it's going to be the quickest rattle through F1 fantasy you've ever seen because it will give us the yeah. wrong scores. Yeah, um, I said to Matt before the race or before we started recording. Sorry that uh, just to put into perspective, Verstappen got eighty percent of my points. I've definitely done week. better than Jamie this week, considering he scored so, less than um, a third of mine. But then, what I didn't tell you was that I mega drivered him. Oh! So. <laughs> oh, no! So, the, oh. so Verstappen got me 162. Oh, you monster! <laughs> oh, how many did you score then overall? So, in total, I got 207. You monster! <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm not far behind you because I didn't use my mega. Yeah, the rest of my team didn't do that well, but the mega driver pole win. And led every lap, so not bad. No, no, and he was, yeah, because you, and he you had a race told street, me he was on a so. race streak, didn't you? So I didn't even, I did. I should have known you were going to be eggy with that. So there yeah. we go then. Uh, so 207 was that, sorry for you. Yeah. I scored 185 without a mega, That's which is bad. pretty good going, I think, yeah. in the end. So obviously I had Verstappen, 54 points. I had Perez, who scored me 76. Saint, who scored me wow. 1. Uh, Could you turbo Perez? Perez? Is still That's, turboed on I my tried team. to. I tried to, and he was over 20 million. You I'm cheat. keeping him there for that reason. That so is ridiculous. So Perez is turboed still for me. I had Sainz and Bottas, who got me three between them. Uh, Alonso got me 14. And Alpine, who this week obviously saved themselves after the Singapore disgrace, and got me 38 points as well. That's really annoying. Thank you. Because if, if Perez, like, if the, the game worked properly, and none of us could turbo Perez... Then you would have ended up with Sainz. No, nope, and now I'm scared that I can't now change anything. I can't even put Verstappen on a Mega Driver. You can't even view your team because if you do, it tells you to update. Yeah, so I'm stuck now. I'm never going to be able to Mega Driver anyone. <laughs> and you can't turbo Sainz. No, you can't turbo Leclerc, Verstappen, or Perez. So that's why I went for Sainz, who got me two points. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I'd done it earlier in the week and turboed Perez and left it, then yeah, I would have got like. 290 or something. No, it wouldn't have been that much. Science got me two. Perez got you what? Seven? Yeah, but you would have lost. You would have only gained like 30 odd, wouldn't you? No, because I didn't have Perez. Oh, you don't I, have Perez in your team, in right? No, ah, no. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you would have got like 280, you fraud. Yeah, I would have been top 10 in this. I'm fuming. Probably. F1 Fantasy fixed. How many are you on now overall? Sorry? Uh, three, two, five, so six. So I'm about 170 behind you. Which you need a good. I need a driver. good mega driver, but it's not important because that's probably if as long as I don't mess it up, it's probably like a free hundred points. Yeah. So I'm probably yeah. only at like sixty behind you, which is catchable. Like, especially if Perez keeps carrying me along. <laughs> if you just don't change your team, you've got to when you mega. But that's ah, it. no, I'll break the system. It's fine. I'll get over on FIA about that one. I'm yeah, sure yeah. the FIA you deal with F1 fantasy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, given that both neither have working rules, exactly. Uh, I guess they might exactly. Be. Um, I don't really want to talk about our predictions this week, you absolute oh, egg. Yes. <laughs> I cannot stand Mr. One Eight Three. After I was getting a bit worried that um you started to close in on me recently. Yeah. Chipping away like one or two points. I remember though, I feel like we often do this based on where they actually cross the line rather than penalties. Oh yeah. Because we don't believe in the <laughs> FIA system. I didn't update it from last week think... either, did I? So I think I was on forty two you... and you were on fifty four. Yeah, yeah. So that those were the scores um, going into this, and they're definitely. So it was not getting that. quite close. It was getting quite close, and then I've just dropped a cheeky little eight out of eight <sighs> this week. <laughs> Sixty-two for Jamie. How many did I get? I wonder. Uh, you well, you got no none for quality. I got four. You went 
You got a max win and Leclerc and Perez in the wrong place. So well, I got them in the right place. It's just because the FI wouldn't even let Ferrari fight their just case. Just because Leclerc fumbled the last yeah, corner. because Leclerc's an egg when it comes to championship deciders when he's on intermediates. In, the yeah. last two times yeah. a world champion has been declared on intermediates, Charles Leclerc has bottled it with two corners to go. If that doesn't yeah. prove to you how is... rigged this game is, I don't know what does. <laughs> this game. But 62 to 46, <laughs> it's over. Jamie, what tweet are you putting on my profile? I don't well, know. there's there's ten points available in Brazil. It's not over. It's yet. basically over, Jamie. It's not over till uh, yeah, till it's mathematically impossible. Okay. And then we'll award seventy five. Exactly. Points. Yeah, you'll you'll only get seventy five <laughs> points, seventy five percent of points for the championship anyway. So I'll I'll still be behind you, wouldn't I? I'll get seventy five percent of a tweet. Yeah. Okay. And then I can recover it in the last <laughs> third. Um. Um. What else? Race racing. Driver of the, of the day. Yeah. We We've completely skipped over that. Who, who are we saying? Um, I want to give a shout out to Sebastian Vettel, yep. who went from ninth on the grid to last, back to yep. sixth, which was quite eventful in 40 yep. minutes. Um, but I think it's got to be the Max Verstappen. I think as well, other shout outs, I cannot believe I'm saying these words, but I do genuinely believe Latifi deserves a shout Don't out. Latifi, what a guy. He, he deserves it. He finished P9 in the Grand Prix. That held off Lando Norris right to the chequered flag. Did very, very well. Um... George Russell as well did yeah, a pretty man. decent recovery after his pit yeah. stop. And yeah, Ocon. The pit stop was a bit fumbled because he had to queue. Well, had to back off massively to queue behind yeah. Hamilton. Ocon as well. I feel he did a very good job defending from Hamilton all afternoon. But yeah, really, Verstappen dominated, didn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, Perez is back up into second. He is by one point. So technically, actually, Verstappen locked out the title from Perez, not by Leclerc. So why we're all bringing Leclerc yeah. into this, I'll never know. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, race racing then, Jamie, for... I mean, we can only really award 54% points, can't we? Yeah, well, the the 60% of the race that we had was probably like an 8 out of 10. Yeah. So, because... Actually, no, I was going to say because we should award 75% points, but apparently we don't do that. So, I'm going to just give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I feel a 7.5 for me. <laughs> give it full points. Give it, give, it, give it full points there. It was... Especially, like I said, for half a race... It was actually pretty, pretty good. It was good fun. Yeah, really enjoyed um, But I think then that that's I think that's going to wrap us up, isn't it? We've we've gone through everything we need to this week. Amazing, amazing, absolutely yeah. fan dabby dozy. How on earth as well? Sorry, did Alwyn finish behind Sainz when he drove further? He did. Oh, he did. Yeah. yeah. I want to know how that works. Maybe his. I mean, it makes his no difference. Stopped at the same time. Yeah, engine. it made no difference. But I felt that was unfair. That album was dropped down to P twenty. Uh, come the checkered flag. But <laughs> I mean, there we go. Then that is our very quick fire review of the Japanese Grand Prix. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be returning next Monday, of course, ready to preview the US Grand Prix. We've got another break week, of course, on our hands, so you'll have a bit of a breather from all of the podcasting. But. Yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back, yeah, with a USGP preview, Oscar Piastri tribute show as well. Looking forward to it. Did you see, Jamie, I raced him this week on iRacing? I it did. did not go yeah. well. Big fan of the show. I, I he is a very big fan. He did actually message me during the race, going, can I come on the podcast next week? And I went, no, you're, you're yeah, not a real yeah. Formula 1 driver yet. You can get in the bin. <laughs> Start winning races, and then I'll think about it. <laughs> but yeah, we will speak to you then very, very soon. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back, yeah, next Monday. Uh, next Tuesday even, sorry. US Grand Prix time. <laughs>